to the reading of books there is no end i say this because i have read literally over a thousand books on psychology spirituality and psych um not psychology psychology spirituality and personal development and when i read these books they all say the same thing and the reason i realize they say the same thing is because they're operating on the same basic principles and there are seven principles that every single book works on this includes the bible this includes napoleon hill's think and grow rich this includes any business book this includes any relationship book this includes any book the basic seven principles that go into every success are located there every every single time a book is written now here's what principles are not principles are not a tactic okay a tactic is something that you can use in a particular situation or some yeah so, some kind of tip or trick that you can do to maybe make one moment in time easier but it does not guarantee success for you and uh, a lot of people who use tips and tricks they are failures because that's what they try to do they're gimmicky principles are not that okay principles are also not a strategy but they are what strategies are built upon a strategy is a full idea about the way you're going to go about executing an idea. It's a full structure of how you're going to execute something. Um, but that's not principles either. All right. Principles are laws that govern all activity. Period. Principles are laws that govern activity. A governor is the ruler. A governor decides what do, what what does what and what doesn't do. Okay? Governors are rulers. All right? So principles govern energy. They govern success, they govern failure. These are the deciding factors on success or failure. So they're just things that are true. This has nothing to do with tactics. It has nothing to do with strategies. It has nothing to do with emotions. It's not even about the process of life. Principles are the governing factors. And it has nothing to do with the rest of them. So I want to start with that. Now, getting into the seven principles that go throughout all advice. Every single book has these seven principles in it. Number one principle. All is mind everything is literally the imagination everything is made of consciousness all things are consciousness this is the basis of every book written every single book written you will not find a success book that does not talk about the individual's mind you will not now, what this principle says is that is exactly what it means. So, let's say we're talking about in relationships. So, the shape of the person's mind will determine, guess what? The shape of that relationship. Now, the shape of the relationship can make you feel good or bad, but that's your choice. It doesn't have anything to do 
with anything else. It's just the shape of your mind determines the shape of that relationship. When it comes to business, the shape of your mind determines the shape of your business. The structure of your mind determines the structure of your business. That's it. The mind is literally everything. The tree, the grass, the sun, the worlds, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, and all there is, is mind. You can tell because all of those elements move to create exactly what it is you're thinking about. You attract to you exactly what you think about in your mind. That is because there is not two minds or millions of minds. There is one mind having many different experiences. But when a human being wakes up to the fact that he is mind, he simply can give direction to that all-pervading mind as it relates to him. This is why a man who come in contact with the power of his own mind becomes a superman. Um, this is the very first principle. You do not have to read any more books. You don't have to read any more books if you just simply observe this reality in everything you do. If you were to look at your behaviors over the last years in one area of life that you do not like, you can recognize that there's thinking you do not like and someone planted that thinking in your subconscious mind and it's playing out in your behaviors, your activities. Okay, so we can see this. It doesn't matter what the area is. You have a flawed idea. If you don't believe you have a flawed idea, that's your choice, but you will continue to have pain as long as you think it's someone else's fault for your life. It will never change. Um, and some people have to learn the hard way. Some people are more uh, like me who are really strong-headed, stubborn. You know, I don't want to listen to anybody. I'm my own boss. Don't tell me what to do. How are you going to tell me what I'm going to do? I'm that kind of person. I think my own thoughts. So, uh, people like that, people like me, it's a little more challenging for us. Because we have to run up against a principle that literally governs everything. <laughs> so, the principle that governs our activity and even our thinking is the mind. So, we have to work with that principle. That principle will show up everywhere. Doesn't matter where you go. No matter what book you read. Okay? Observe this principle in your life and you'll learn way more than if you studied hundreds of thousands of books. Like I said, I've read over a thousand books. This principle, by studying my life in, in, in uh, respect to this principle, has taught me more than reading any of the books. Okay? Um, number two. Number two. The law, there's another principle. It's called the principle of cause and effect. Cause and effect. This is an important principle. It always is. It never wasn't. And it always will be. Okay? There is nothing that isn't affecting your life. Anything you can see, taste, touch, smell, or hear. Anything you can think, 
anything you can breathe, anything you can interact with, anything is an effect and has a cause, okay? And those things that you can interact with are causes of further effects. Every single thing is a cause and an effect with the exception of the one and only source of all things. It is the cause and effect of itself, which means that it's both. But everything is cause and everything is effect at some level. Okay, so if something's happening, if something is happening consistently, it is not happening miraculously, meaning without a traceable cause. Miracles, people believe, are from untraceable causes. There is no such thing as an untraceable cause. If you look closely enough and you use the mechanism of mind, since all is mind, to penetrate the facts, you will notice that everything that has come into existence, the effects have come into existence because of a cause. And the most interesting thing about this, like causes produce like effects. So if you go into the realm of causes of anything, let me give you an example. All is mind, right? Okay, so what's the cause of everything? Mind. We know that. But there are different degrees of mind. The mind of one person in a relationship. If they change their relationship to the other person, they will change the whole relationship. Let me give you an example. Um, Darren Hardy. He gave the example of the one thing that changed his entire marriage. His marriage was not where he wanted to be. Frustrated, angry, upset. He did one thing. All he did was every day, he took out a pen and a paper, and he wrote down everything that he was grateful for and admired about his wife. This is far into the relationship. This was not um, newlyweds. He was far into his relationship. So the infatuation phase had worn off. And he put out a pen and paper. And every day for 30 days, he wrote what he was grateful for and admired in his girl. This is his words. His relationship completely transformed. And they felt more connected than they ever have in their entire relationship after doing this process. Now, what happened? What happened? The effect, the well-being and happiness that he had in his relationship changed because of a cause, his thinking. So rather than thinking about all of the things that were wrong, annoying, frustrating, and stupid, rather than thinking about that, okay, rather than thinking about that, he thought about only what he was grateful for and admired in his woman. Now, this caused her to do more of what he was grateful for and bring out better qualities in her. She did things she didn't normally do because of the awareness he had in his mind. That was a cause and the better relationship and what she was physically doing and how she was thinking was the effect. So there is a cause to every effect. So if somebody wants to know how to have an unbelievable relationship, but they don't think that it's any particular thing they need to do, 
or any causes they need to observe, then they are disobeying the principle. This is when people say, well, my relationship should be good. And if it's not good, then it's just not meant to be. No, if it's not good, there is a cause to it. And you're the cause because you're the mind in the relationship. If you, you have an unbelievable relationship, it's not on accident. <laughs> it's because you're exercising certain causes and it's producing like effects. Beautiful thoughts about the relationship produce beautiful effects in the relationship. Beautiful thoughts about the business produce beautiful thoughts in the business. Beautiful thoughts about your money and your cash flow produce beautiful effects about your cash flow. This is it. Okay? So, that's another principle. It is not a strategy. <laughs> it is not a strategy. It is not a tactic. It is a governor of all things here. It's a governor. It happens always. It is always. So, that's the second principle. The third principle is the law of correspondence. Correspondence. That means one responds to the other. One responds to the other. Co. There are always, if there is one reaction, it's like cause and effect. But if there's a something that's happening on one level, okay, then something happens on another level the exact same way. If on a higher level there is a stimulus, on a lower level there is also a stimulus that is equal to the stimulus that is higher. Let me give you an example. Okay? If there is, let's go cause and effect. Um, we may even be able to go science here, but I may not. Let's just think about if you think a thought. Now, the law of correspondence shows that if the thoughts are at the realm of thinking, which is the highest realm, you start to think like uh, Darren Hardy did about his wife and gratitude. The response on the physical plane is the behaviors that match that thinking. So there's physical behaviors and there's thinking. So if there's a stimulus of gratitude that happens on a level of thinking, the next thing that happens is on a physical level, there are also actions that co-respond to that thinking. There can't be anything different. That's, that's like attracts like. Like causes produce like effects. That's correspondence. Okay? So correspondence is on different levels. First level is the level of spirit because spirit is all there is. Everything has to respond to spirit as it is. And spirit is life, love, light, harmony, beauty, and joy. Spirit is life. That's spirit. Now, every there's a response on every level below that that shows this to be true. Let's look at them. Now, at the level of thinking, one's thoughts are always tending toward greater no matter how, how um, challenging, the person's thoughts are always tending toward greater. Let me give an example. If a person is broke, that person wants more money. 
even if they don't know how to get more money, they do want more money. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, they want it. So they want more money. Uh, that is a thought that's tending toward greater levels of awareness. Okay? Or expansion or life. So that shows in our thinking patterns. In our emotions, we always want to connect. We always want love. We always want to feel better. Many people have different methods of trying to get that. But the very basic impulse of our emotion is to connect, to strengthen, to expand, and to feel better. That's the connection. So that's our emotion. That's how spirit shows up in emotions. In our physical world, we have an urge toward sex. We even have an urge toward life because we wake up out of sleep every day. Whether you want to or not, your physical body is always waking. Okay? And it's waking the most of the day. That means that the experience of spirit or life is innate in the physical world of your body so this is life okay this is life itself so there is a correspondence on all levels to spirit doesn't matter where you go all right so this is correspondence now let's say um let's say you want to change your behaviors well since we know the law of correspondence and we know the law of cause and effect we need to go to where, whatever is the cause of our physical behaviors, uh, which is our thinking realm. Spirit first and then our thinking. Align our thinking with spirit. And then our physical actions will also align themselves to, to display the cause that happened in mind and in spirit in our physical behaviors and habits. We just have to have habits of thinking. This is the law or principle of correspondence. It is not a strategy. It is not a tactic. It just governs. This is the way it, this is, it, it just is. Always will be, and it never won't be. <laughs> so, law of correspondence. Another law, another principle. The principle of polarity. The principle of, of polarity says that there are no opposites. They're just opposite ends of the same thing. They're just opposite ends of the same thing. So opposite ends are the same thing. Let me explain. Poverty and riches are not different. What's up? Poverty and riches are not the same, are not different. Poverty is a few dollars. But the substance that we're speaking about is the dollar. Riches is still dollars in larger quantity, but it's still dollars. Polarity shows that there is no difference between any one thing or another. They're just opposite ends of the same thing. Nothing is good or bad. All is good in different degrees. This is not a strategy. This is not a tactic. It is a principle. Now, what's the significance of this principle? If you feel a little good, you can feel more good. <laughs> okay. Yes, I said it. More good. Yes, you can feel more good. You can feel better. Yeah. You can. Why? 
Because the good that you feel now and the expansion of that good is on the same continuum. So you don't have to, if you can increase it one degree, you can increase it a thousand degrees. So this is the law of polarity, the principle of polarity. Okay. Um, the other laws I will repeat in the next section. Let's talk about the other principles. So the next principle that we're going to talk about is the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm says that there's a range of motion from high to low on the poles of polarity. On the good and bad scale, you have a rhythm, okay? It swings back and it swings forth, all right? So you got a range that you fluctuate between. What our job is to do is neutralize the downswing and increase the upswing. So we wanna take the range from where we are to a higher range. So um, just, this is just like uh, uh, in basketball, football, any sport, they keep stats. So your statistics is really the law of rhythm in play. Sometimes you're at the top of your game, the peak of your game. Other times you are at the lower part of your game. But some people's low is, is higher than some people's highest. This is the law of rhythm at play. Now, what determines the law of rhythm for you in your life is the amount of attention and the amount of investment that you put in your mindset. The amount of attention that you put in your mindset is going to determine both. Hmm, I just found a dollar on the ground. Huh? So it's going to determine your mindset. So the big thing about... Uh, the big thing about your mindset is if you start to think more positively, more successfully, if you start to think this way, <clears throat> what ends up happening is you start to get in a rhythm. You start to polarize yourself in that direction. OK, you start to polarize yourself in that direction. The direction of your thinking matters. The direction of your thinking matters. So when you when you want to increase your range, you just must think in the direction you want. So let's say it's two ends of the pole. There's a good end. There's a bad end. There's no such thing as good or bad. It's just different degrees of good. Remember this. So let's say you're at the lower half of the good pole. If you focus on a specific number higher than where you are, your rhythm will increase in that direction and decrease on the down pole. So let's give it numbers. Let's say the level of good you are, fo you are at currently is one. That's your lowest range. And then your highest range is five. All right. If you focus on the number 10 and you put all your thinking and your consciousness toward the direction of 10, being at that level 10 at all times, then the pendulum will start to swing higher. You'll swing up from one to the lowest now being two. The five will increase to six or seven. So now your pendulum may swing from seven to two. Okay. Here, and if you continue, the low might increase from two to five. And then the high will, may go from seven to 11. So now you have a low pendulum swing of five and a high of 11. And if you continue this, it will continue forward. Now, let's say you relax, you, you relax off of your thinking. The pendulum will naturally swing backward. Here's the law of rhythm in place, okay? So here's the law of rhythm. If you stop thinking forward, you immediately begin to go backward. Law of rhythm. 
If you are not growing, you are dying. Law of rhythm. Okay? Nothing stays at rest. Nothing stays at rest. Law of rhythm is always swinging back and forth. Okay? Now, here comes the next principle. First of all, before I even even go on to the next one, what's the point of that? The point of it is, if you want your income to be in a certain range, you're going to have to focus your attention on increasing income. If you want your income never to drop, you must focus on increase. If you want your relationship to get better, you must focus on the best in your relationship. You cannot focus on a negative and think that your relationship will improve. You cannot focus on uh, negative health or forget your health altogether and expect your health to stay the same. Your health will decrease. On the same on the same end, on the same end of that token, okay, on the opposite end of that token, uh, you cannot expect your health to drop if you focused on the positive. You cannot you cannot expect your life to be horrible if you focused on the good. You cannot expect your relationship to get worse if all you focused on is the best parts of it. So it works both ways. It's law of rhythm. Next law, law of vibration. Everything is in perpetual motion. Meaning everything is alive. Everything is a verb. Whatever it is, it's verb. It's active. Okay? Everything is active. Everything is a verb. Everything is living. Everything is moving. Everything is vibrating at a high frequency. Now, the thing about vibration, the vibration is the variation of life. It's the variable. This is what allows you to attract specific things and cut out the others. Because if you vibrate at a certain frequency, let's say it's a red frequency. I don't know what that means, but let's say you vibrate at a rare frequency. Use your, use your imagination here. You vibrating at a rare frequency. If you vibrate at a rare frequency, you can't attract the blue. Here's another way to understand this. What happens when you see the color green or red? Really what's happening is light is bouncing off of that object, only reflecting red, and the rest of the colors are being absorbed into the cloth or whatever is, whatever has the color. That's what's actually going on. So when it comes to you vibrating at a certain frequency, um, it's just like that, that, that reflective shirt. It's actually it's rejecting the red. It's bouncing the red off. But it's the opposite when it comes to vibration on the inside. It absorbs that color and bounces off the rest. So when it comes to vibration, if you're vibrating at a frequency of love, then you absorb the love inside and you bounce the rest off. The rest just bounces off of you. It doesn't affect you. This is why you can't get sick if you're vibrating at the frequency of health. It's impossible. So when it, this is not, once again, this is not a strategy. This isn't a strategy. This is not a tactic. This just governs life. It's just the way it is. Okay. Uh, the very last law is the law of gender. Here's a very important one, okay? And this is probably what most business people will love. There is no production of anything without a masculine and feminine. There is no production. There has to be masculine and feminine. The masculine is the assertion of a certain fact or idea. So let's say you're thinking of something that you want in your life. You want uh, more freedom or you want to be in a better vocation. You want more purpose, whatever it is. 
When you feel that and you project that and you start speaking that into existence, that is your um, that is your masculine there. Now, what receives this? If somebody, if someone, well, the, let's let's talk about subconscious mind. Your idea is masculine. The reception of that idea is feminine. So when you receive an idea, you've repeated over and over again. What happens is you get emotional about it. Once you get emotional about it and it lodges into your emotions, that is a masculine and feminine marriage or consummation. And what comes out is the baby of those two, the physical manifestation in living form. So if it's just a thought, but you have no emotion, it's logic, but it won't create anything. If you have a whole bunch of emotion, but you have no uh, image, it's just gonna be a bunch of emotion. It's not gonna create anything, okay? But if you have the elevated emotion and you have the focused idea, when those two come together, it creates a baby. But you cannot create the baby or the manifestation in your life without the masculine and the feminine. Here's another example. If, in sales, if you have an idea and you masculine, this is an idea you have, and you come up against a customer and listen to those words, come up against the customer, and you start to argue with the customer. You are now masculine and masculine, and there will be no creation of benefit for either one of you. You're going to walk away from that conversation angry and upset at each other. This is the result when two masculine come together, okay? Now, feminine and feminine. When feminine come together in a sales conversation, there is no even, there's not even a contact. There is no contact. <laughs> There's nothing to vibrate toward or away from. It's just the feminine quality, um, the pool of emotion. It has nothing to vibrate to. So this is when you don't even contact the person. There's nothing to contact. There's nobody there. So what happens? What happens when there's a masculine and a feminine in a uh, in a sales conversation? Well, it depends. Let's say the salesperson is the masculine. They're given an idea, and the uh, person they're selling to. The prospect, they are feminine. That means they're receiving every idea that you have for them. So the first key is, can you open them up to their feminine side or their receptive side? Can you get them receptive? That's the first key. Once a person is receptive to you, your ideas and everything you are, now here come the ideas that you want to plant. Start planting those ideas one by one by one. Those ideas flourish, they bloom. And then here comes the person acting, which is the baby of your idea merged with their subconscious emotional intelligence. And now that that idea and their intelligence of emotion moves into action where they sign the contract. Now, let's reverse it. Let's say that the customer has uh, is the masculine and the um, the the uh, salesman is the feminine on this. This is this usually happens when a customer is is talking about their problems, talking about their challenges, talking about their experiences. The, 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 the salesperson, when they ask a question, they make, they make themselves receptive. They let, them, they let the customer know, whether it's emotionally or mentally, that they're receptive. So what about you? What's your circumstance? What, what's been your experience with this product? Have you ever had any run-ins with this before? And you ask, ask, ask. And you become receptive 
to them. Now, when you become receptive to them, it activates the law of reciprocation. Reciprocation is really just polarity or rhythm. Once you're receptive to them, the rhythm will swing back to when they're receptive to you. Here it comes. If you're antagonistic against them, here's the pendulum of rhythm flowing back and then they become antagonistic against you. This is the law of rhythm in play along with the law of gender. So understanding the law of gender, the law of gender, the law of gender helps you to understand there must be a receptive portion and there must be some solid, clear idea that's that's sound. It must be a sound idea that's in harmony with you and them. It must make sense all around for them to even have the potential of receiving it. So doing this will help you out in, in life. But this is the play of principles. They're not strategies and they're not tactics. But every single book is written from these principles. It doesn't matter what you go to. These principles are at play. And if you do not observe them in your action and in your planning, then you'll be moving for no reason. The law will rebound on your head and the disobedience will show as a horrible life.